Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We are going to recap the week that was, and it was a wild one, Jake. Last Monday we said, ah, this weekend was kind of dull. There wasn't that many hot storylines. This was the complete opposite. We had sweeps. We had crazy games. We had a lot of walk-offs. We had a lot of people get really mad. We had a lot of fun, a lot of interesting, a lot of outs at the plate. Just a lot of baseball. Let's do it. Talking baseball. All right, we're talking baseball. Welcome back. Thank you to everyone that watches and joins and listens and has reviewed. We appreciate it. We appreciate it a whole bunch. Uh oh. Um, thank you very much. Jake, how are you doing? What was that big uh oh? <laughs> I did uh I made this public and it's supposed to be just for Patreons only. Well, well, we a we appreciate all the patrons, and we'll get what? that for a second. And hey, a little little extra innings for for the YouTubers. Uh, thanks for everyone who's joining us. Thanks for everyone who's been subscribing and listening and stuff. I know. Um, I I don't want to get caught too much in the whirlwind of doing this every episode because we don't like you guys that much. Uh, but Jimmy and I have been in the podcast game for. Two years, three years, four years? Um, Not four, two and a half, I think. And we we have a couple podcasts that we've grinded out every week for the past two and a half years, um, and we love it, and it, it hasn't gotten nearly as much love as this. Um, unbelievable. We're up to 258 ratings at five stars. Uh, that's insane. So thanks, everyone. And uh, Jimmy, you know this, and I uh, I warned you a little bit yesterday that I was going to bring my fastball today, because um, I am recording a little hungover, uh, not too, too bad. Met, met up with one of our mutual friends, sang a little karaoke, and uh, luckily the Yankees gave me a reason to drink last night, but we won't be talking about that. That'll be next week's Talking Baseball. Um, but I think the baseball equivalent to podcasting when you're a little hungover it's like using pine tar when you're pitching it it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't change your game you don't become a better player or a different player but if you've got to get that little extra oomph and kind of hit the corner of the plate that's what i'm doing all day right now so i'm feeling good how, right. how are you doing bud i'm good i'm a little upset with myself now that i made that mistake but so if you're watching this live and you're not a patron and you just got it live uh this was your one lucky day I appreciate it. chat's kind of going right now, which is cool. But in the future, live access in the chat is just for patrons. It kind of uh, weeds out the nonsense. But we are available on every podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, if you want. These are the sponsors of this episode, Jake. Are you ready? Let's hear it, baby. Christopher Ward. Yes, strong. Cole Norm. We got a we got a coal on in Fuego watch this this episode. So good day mm. for the Coles. Emily Button. Emily's Button a, up, a, a long friend. Warren Young. Bill yep. Malcolm. Tom Wren. Baseball names. Yanks three seventeen. That's a baseball name. That is a baseball name. Y- yeah. Jason Booth. Yep. How about this one? Zane Gray Jones the third. That name to me just feels like every team's third round pick, and they're like, "I've heard good things about this Sane Grain Jones." That's a that's a quarterback out of the SEC that like was a backup for a while, and then got to start four games, and now may get drafted. Oh, I like that. He he came in, he got a couple, a little bit of run, and now he's like, uh, he's a twenty five year old prospect in single A who's killing it. 
Yeah. Uh, David Watkiss. Yes. Those are our most recent Patreons. Uh, Patreon.com slash John Boy Media gets you live access to this show. Um, we give away two jerseys each month uh, via raffle to the patrons, and they support us, and we're really appreciative and thankful. And uh, once we can catch our breath, we plan on giving them more. So if you want to be part of the live chat in the future, go there. Jake, we have so much to talk about. There's uh, the trade deadline is will it be over by next episode or do we have one more episode before the no, deadline? No, we've got one more ep before. So we we record if you're uh, if you're new to the show because things have been getting very popular. We record on Monday mornings and Friday mornings and we recap the previous set. So like I just mentioned, I know my Yankees got trashed like last night by the Red Sox. That's Monday. We won't we won't be talking about that. And oh, what a bummer. Um. But, uh, yeah, so next Monday will still be before the deadline. Deadline is Tuesday afternoon, I believe. Yeah. Um, I, I might have to double-check my math on that. But, yeah, and Jim, I, th- I think one of the topics we'll stumble into a little bit is that I think a lot of guys might have made their last start. I think Stroman and Miner, I think uh, I, I think they're done before the All-Star break and a couple other guys. So we'll uh, – We'll get to that in a little bit. And Jim, I've got a positive spin zone because I know you're you're bummed out that you didn't just we're broadcasting to thousands of people instead of the Patreon. Sorry about it. Um, this is like that that first game, that first week of the season when they have the like MLB preview where you can watch all the games. And yeah, then it's a free like, free so, game of the day. Yes, exactly. So if uh, if you're watching this and you're not a Patreon and you like it, go check out the Patreon after. Uh, Patreon slash John Boy Media, and you, you get to do this all the time. Boom. Yeah. Boom. 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 Ba boom. Boom. All right, Jake. How this works is uh, we have the NL report and the AL report to kind of do a quick catch up on where things landed, what shuffled in the standings. We had some good stuff. I had the AL last week, so I get the NL this week. And are uh, you ready? I'm ready, dog. I'm I'm excited. This uh this has been in a kind of surprising perk of the show that you and I rotate NL and AL, and I get excited to hear, like, what fully happened in the NL. Like, I get bits and pieces, but I'm excited about what you're about to tell me. Yeah, we did not realize that we would actually be listeners to the other person's report. Like, I don't really know what happened in the AL. I need your report to let me know, and then I can react. God, sometimes it's good to be dumb. Let's hear it, bud. (laughs) All right. In the National League, the Marlins lost the first game, but won the next two to take the series from the White Sox in a series that no one really cares about. Big home run by Cesar Puello in game three to win it. Here's the stuff you care about, Jake. The NL Central, the Cubs took two at or the Cubs lost two out of three to the Giants. Giants are still on their magical run. They had an eighth inning comeback, then a walk-off in games one and two. The Cubs did take game three. So did the Brewers take advantage of the Cubs losing this series? They did not, Jake. The Brewers lost two games to the Reds. They win the third game, just like the Cubs. So their standings matched each game along the way. Brewers still behind the Cubs in the standings. Now you may be asking to yourself, Jake, did the Cardinals take advantage of the Brewers and the Cubs, both losing two out of three. The Cardinals did. They swept the Pirates. A four-game sweep. Very rare. The first game went 10 innings. The next, they won kind of easily. Uh, That is huge in the standings. The Cardinals now jump up and are tied for first 
in the division with the Cubs. Big weekend for the Cardinals. And the Pirates have now lost a ton since the break. I think they're 3-11 and or something like that. They're at the bottom of the division. They're out of it, uh, but they're having fun in Pittsburgh. Orioles and the Diamondbacks paired up for three games that, again, I don't think anyone really cares about. Diamondbacks took uh, two out of three. They won the first, lost the second, won the third. Rockies and Nationals, the Colorado sad train rolled on into the Capitol and did its thing. They lost three games. Both They lost both sets of a doubleheader because there was a rainout. So uh, Rockies still on slump watch. We'll get to that later. Nationals making a push, having a good run. The Phillies and the Tigers paired up for two games. Phillies won both. Tigers officially become the worst team in baseball. Fewest wins. There was a 15-inning game, and then there was a shutout. So good job to the Phillies, who are right in the mix for that wild card. The Padres and the Mets squared off, and the Mets took two out of three. Don't really care about that series that much. Royals and Braves played, Jake. You know about this because it's in your AL report as well. The Braves lost two games to the Royals. Weird. That tightens up the East a little bit with the Nationals getting a four game or Nationals winning three out of four. Um, Royals are bad, so Braves, what happened? And then the Angels and the Dodgers, you know about this one as well, a little interleague play. Angels take two of three from the Dodgers. Dodgers get swept. They didn't have their best pitching in these two games, but still good for the Angels for getting two games versus uh, a local rival. And that is your National League report. Like I said, Braves are still winning their division. Cubs and uh, St. Louis are now tied with Milwaukee two back. The Reds and Pittsburgh have fallen out of that race. And uh, the Dodgers still own their division, even though they lost. That doesn't matter at all. So there you go. Jim, that's uh, great, great stuff, buddy. Um, and you know I want to just say that. Normally I talk about how ugly you are, but that's, uh, that's great stuff. I'm, uh, I am entranced with three things, and it's, it's three clear things. Since we started doing this show, I've been complimenting the Braves because I'm like, I don't know. I think the Phillies are going to get hot at some point. I think the Nationals have kind of put it together with their pitching, um, and the Braves haven't flinched. This is the first time the Braves had flinched, um, so I'm pretty interested in that. We might have to dive into those games. I, I did see that when I was looking at the Royals, and I was like, what, what the H? Um, yeah, I, I looked into my- it. Um, the Royals pitching was really good. Because I okay. think I think the Braves had Tehran and Keuchel go, and Keuchel struck out twelve. It was like six innings pitched, a uh, couple runs. Uh, it was really just the bats went dead for the Braves, and there was some good pitching. Like they got, I think they got shut out one game with a mixture of um, Keller, who's had a couple good starts in a row now for uh, the Royals. Yeah, I mean, the second game was 2 nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I guess a two-game set like that, we we uh, we know we, we're not huge fans of the two-game set because it's just like if you lose both, it's kind of a shrug. I feel like you split a lot. So I, that has to be the feeling in Atlanta, like two games versus the Royals. Uh, interleague, you just throw your hands up and say bounce back. Um, updated as of today, the Braves are 4-6 and six in their last 10, so they got to they gotta straighten it out a little bit. Uh, Jim, obviously, the NL Central um, – I, pretty funny that, you know, it, it's easy to be enamored with the Cubs because they won the World Series a couple years back. They got Joe Madden. They got a lot of names you're familiar with. 
Uh, the Brewers, we we saw them in the playoffs. Yelich, the MVP. Uh, and then we always kind of just mention the Cardinals at the end. We're like, oh, yeah, it's the NL Central. Look at these two teams. Yeah, Cardinals are there. And now they uh, they make a little push, and I, uh, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, a, a lot of... Uh... A lot of in fuego performances from the Cardinals. We'll get to that later. But yeah, that's I was going through it in the order that I wrote it. And I was like, because I was first interested in the Cubs Giants and the Giants having an eighth inning comeback and then a walk off. It's crazy what they're doing. It's crazy. I don't think it's going to amount to anything. Sorry, Giants fan base. Like, I, I don't think this is going to be a magical run that goes through October. Uh, but. It's fun, and I think you just kept on to some players and you got yourself a fun September. Yeah, and I, I think that is interesting, and I, I was going to bounce this off you, Jim, because I, I did watch a little bit of the ESPN broadcast this week in uh, Boog Shiambi. Uh, he was saying, he, he was talking a little bit of trade deadline, and he said, he was kind of poo-pooing the Giants a little bit. He's like, are you really going to let one hot run get get in the way of you trading away some pieces? And I guess for me, I get it. There's still three and a half out of the wild card. A couple weeks ago, this team was severely under 500. At the same time, and this is something you and I have been on, it's not like they have a giant chip to give away. Like Madison Bumgarner, he's a rental. Like you probably get one okay prospect that you can look at and be like, all right, well, this guy's going to be a part of the organization. The other guys they're looking to sell would be relievers that maybe if you package them well, you could get two or three prospects. But I, I think this is such a beautiful thing. Like, and, and I think you and I have been on pretty firm stances. Like, if you're, not, if you're not real sell, at the same time, what's going on in San Fran right now? Enjoy the sun rays, man. Like, take it all in. It's a blast. They're winning these miracles. It's actually games. pretty cold in the summer there. It's cold in the summer there. Uh, what not their number one import sweaters or something like that? I think that I don't know if it's their number one, but they and it would be I think export. They sell a lot of sweaters. They sell a lot of sweat. If you're going to San Fran, bring a sweater, uh, yeah. and that's why people tune into this show. I think you're having kind of a magical time. Is it worth it to break that up by trading away Madison Bumgarner for one prospect who who might help the team a little bit in a couple years? I don't think it is at this point. So I I'd say uh, enjoy it, San Fran. Like honestly, and if if they do keep it going, how awesome would that be? Yeah. Do you have a a want out of the NL uh, Central race? Ooh. Good question, Jim. I didn't know. I didn't know you were going to be asking me that. I'm not prepared. Um, Bre Brewers, Cubs, Cardinals. Just in your heart, like if you want to see one of those teams in the playoffs make a run in the uh, NLCS, which one is it? In my heart of hearts, like just be like trying to find bias, <laughs> it would be the Brewers, uh, just because I think Yelich is awesome, and that that would be really good for baseball if he becomes kind of like a great, great player. I'm what I'm rooting for, and I, I'm assuming you're in the same boat. Just keep this race as tight and as gnarly as you can till the end of the season. Oh yeah, yeah. Number one uh, rooting interest is chaos. Yeah, and then num uh, and then Brewers Cubs. I just find them more interesting. The Cardinals are rather boring, in my opinion. Damn, we we might have to get the Cardinals on an elevator team soon because I I feel like we're missing out. I mean, yeah, that might I, be true. I feel like we're missing out. Like they just there's nothing. I feel like they haven't had a, a fun star. Like Goldie is awesome, but he's a shy, right. humble, quiet guy. Like 
Right. He's always been kind of the quiet star. I'm trying to think of like what a, I mean, uh, and Carpenter, I, and we know, Yachty we know makes what he's me, been doing. Yachty makes me go away instead of get pulled in. That's just me. Paul DeYoung's a fun player. Harry just, Bader. I had one of those on my back. I got it removed. But uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to have to dive into the Cardinals at some point. Yeah, all right. I, I don't dislike the Cardinals. I just think the Cubs and Brewers make for a more fun postseason. They've got a little more pizzazz. I don't think that's P- being rude. Pizzazz, that's the word. Boom, nailed it. All right, let's, Jake, let's go to the AL report. Tell me what happened in the American League. On your mark, get set, go. Jimmy Duets, the New York Yankees, heard of him, take the final two games of the three-game series against the Minnesota Twinkies, including one of the best games of this fine Major League season on Tuesday night. Just absolutely incredible, 14-12 final. The Red Sox, they win the three-game set at beautiful Tropicana Field as the Rays take the final game and also give baseball another highlight via substitution. Toronto, they lose two out of three to Believeland, only score five runs in the three-game matchup north of the border. The Oreos, they win the middle game but lose the bookends to the D-backs to fall 33 games back of the Yankees. In the Central, Jim mentioned your Twins and Indians. The White Sox drop two out of three to the Florida Fishies, nine runs in game one. They only score one in the final two because we'll never be Royals. Sang that at karaoke last night, Jim. They take both games against the Bravos. We talked about that. C'est quoi? And then Los Tigres, they drop both to the Nationals, and that's obvious. H-Town, Houston, they hold serve to the A's, only losing the middle game of the three-game set. Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander, 11 Ks apiece, and that's scaring the rest of baseball. God sent me an angel from the heavens above. The Halos swept the freeway series for the first time. It's two games. Get over it. And grab some coffee and an umbrella and your new favorite grunge band because the Seattle hipsters take the series as they beat the Texas Rangers. Solid starts from Marco Gonzalez and Mike Freak Alik, Monique, Christina, Sharonda, and Jim. <laughs> that is your AL report. What was that name? Uh, that's uh, you remember the song Freak a Leak? Of course. How could you forget it? Yeah, it's, it's one you can't get out of your head. That's uh, that has a little bit of Mambo Number Five, where you got the Mambo Number Five names in there. Yeah, Freak a Leak's got a little bit of that. Okay, all right, good stuff. Two things jumped out at me. Yes. One, playing a three-game set versus the Astros and landing Verlander and Cole. That sucks. That's brutal. You look at your schedule and see who are the probable pitchers, and you find out out of the three games, two of them are Verlander and Cole. Good for the Astros that they can drop that nuke on teams, and it's going to really help them uh, come playoff season. That pitching will will help them a ton. I know you said you're scared of them. Uh, you should be scared of those two pitchers in a series. Second thing was the Texas Rangers losing another series, Jake. Their phone's got to be fucking ringing so much gallo uh joey just go joey gallo just got hurt and he's out now trade everyone trade ever this is a repeating thing on on this texas rangers should trade everyone like they have seven pieces yeah and and jim i i think you mentioned it kind of casually there i think the gallo thing is huge 
Um, because if you are a Rangers fan and you're saying, but I really like this team. I love these guys. I think we're going to get hot. Look what the Giants are doing. When Joey Gallo goes down with all this losing, that's game over. Your argument's done. You have to sell. I want them to trade everyone, and I want the playoffs to be happening, and I want someone to do a graphic of when there's four teams or even six teams, and it'll be like, look at the Texas Rangers. They're all over this playoffs run and oh, then like, like that they graphic. show all the you know mike miners over here and hunter pence yeah. just went back to the giants <laughs> yeah or you know and shit like that like because they have so much lance lynn getting the start for the twins i don't know what it's going to be but that... no i i love that i and i i want that's a new one we talked about what we want to see out of the nl central i want there to be a player from the texas rangers on, on all on all four championship teams yeah and and okay i i love that uh yeah and it's i just i just saw another one and it was like a reliever on the rangers every week i pull up um like who can the rangers trade and there's so many jake and then i I, last week it was who was the uh, i'm blanking i apologize santana Who's Danny? Yeah, Danny, Danny, Danny Santana. Santana came up and they're like, he's wanted. And I was like, dude, I didn't even have him on my list. And then the next one that came up was like a reliever who just like throws a lot of strikes that's on the team. I can't think right now, but uh, he came up and I was like, oh, that's another one. It's like, dude, trade everyone if you're the Rangers right now. Rebuild. Yeah, and I, we, we want our Rangers fans uh, and Rangers friends to know. Like this, this isn't a bad thing. Like this could end up being a great thing. Oh, I'm for excited you. for Rangers fans that yes. they get to do this. Yes. Um, yeah, we're we're not. Uh, although we do ha- lean the Yankees. Like this isn't us being pompous. Like the best thing the Yankees did was sell a couple years ago when they could, and they turned Araldis Chapman into Glaber Torres, and they also ended up signing that guy. So like again, we're. We're not saying this in a rude way. Like, you guys are awful. You guys have had a, a good season. Like, a really good season. But these games after the All-Star break, which is what we've been talking about, they've gone so far south. The Gallo injury, I mean, that is the the hump that broke the camel's back. Is that the actual phrase? What's that mean? Like, uh, you know, a camel can only have so many humps. You add one more hump, it's going to break its back. It's a dumb phrase, um, but Texas, sell and be happy about it. Sell and be happy about it. Wow. I'm trying to think of who yeah. the reliever was that I saw. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Why well, don't? Yeah, know. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think uh, there's a couple things I was gonna poke at. You mentioned Cole and Verlander. I mean, holy, holy sheesh. Um, I think it basically brings us into our main topics, Jim, because as, as, I, as I try to hide it, I'm not trying it all, and I shouldn't have to hide it, Jim. The MLB game of the season was Tuesday night in Minnesota. Um, uh, unbelievable. I don't know how you want to walk the people through it. I'll, well, I'll give it big, to you, Big-time update. You, it's the straw. You know I'll it's start the, ranting. It's the, it's the straw that broke the camel's back, not the hump. Put so they're more... putting straw on the camel's back? Yeah, I think they were like, you know, you didn't have trains back then. You just had to have a camel. It's got to be so much straw. Yeah, I kind of want to Google like camel carrying straw because I'm ready to be blown away by how much straw a camel can carry. Imagine I if mean, they're like, how much, how much, how much straw and how much straw can break a camel's back? And it's like, 
one one piece of straw. Um, it's not as much as I thought it was going to be. Oh, oh, I googled camel carrying camel, which isn't what I wanted. So maybe, oh my God. maybe yeah, that was. Oh, it's a lot of straw. Oh, it's it's a good amount of straw. Okay, cool. So it's like an ironic phrase. It's kind of like needle in a haystack. I think it's, I know, I think it's used for like, hey man, I can do a lot of this, but that's just a little too far. I'm going to share the okay. picture with the I, chat. Back team like camel, straw oh, wow. breaking the camel, straw breaking the camel's back went from, it's on in fuego. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. It went from slup watch to in fuego instantly. Yeah. Yeah. What were, we, what were you leading me into there? I think Chris Martin's a reliever on the Rangers that someone said should be traded. What were you oh, leading yeah, me into? Oh, yeah, Coldplay. He's, he's the guy that used to put stuff on shelves. Um, <sighs> Jim, I was leading you into the Yankees-Twins game on Tuesday night because you know we did the Talking Yanks pregame show the next day, and I ended up talking for like five minutes straight yeah. just out of pure excitement. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't think every anyone else cares that much, so we'll just say it up. It was a crazy, crazy game. If uh, you want to check out the win, win expected win probability chart, that'll just show it because it looks like the last couple seconds of a dying heart monitor, like burr, 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 just way up and down, no flat line at all. Uh, four blown saves in the game, and then it ends on a bases loaded diving catch from Aaron Hicks to save the game. I mean, it was insane. I was live on Periscope, losing my damn mind watching it. Yeah. Uh, couldn't believe the catch. No pitcher could pitch. Ball was flying out of um, out of target field. But that that game, I don't know. If you're really into baseball and you don't hate the Yankees that much, uh, and you just like like crazy baseball, go watch the like condensed game or game highlights. It was insane. Yeah, I had uh, I, I had my first tweet go big time viral in a while. Seven thousand plus likes, Jim. Um, just Congrats tweeting about that it was a good game. And uh, I, I even had Twins fans saying, like, yeah, that, that really was great. And we, I mean, we, we got the loss on that. So, um, yeah, but that's, baseball, very, that's very Midwest. Right. But I, I was trying to talk myself into that, too. So I'm glad they said that, even though I would have never actually said that. I would have that. never said that if the Yankees lost. That's right. a, I mean, it's, um, it's a very nice quality that the Midwest people have. But they're very much like, you know what? We lost, but that was great baseball. Like, I'll you. say that inside my brain, but I'd never put it out there into the world. Right. I think I would pretend to say it through like gritted teeth and then I'd catch myself with the gritted teeth and I'd start and then I'd end up coming back at myself and end up making other people mad. Um, Jim, that that was great. What uh what other what what storylines do you like, my man? Uh yeah, there's not a ton in the American League. And we've said this a lot. Uh that series was great. The Rays and the Red Sox, the Red Sox needed. That was a big series for the two of them. And the Red yeah. Sox win two of three, uh, which is really good. And then it just crushed the Yankees. So we'll see how the rest of this series goes for the Sox. They're still 10 games back in the division. And like, what are they in the wild card now? I haven't looked in a while. Let me look. They are a game back in the wild card. So, yeah, that's very much yeah. a real race for Tampa and Boston. And uh, the Yankees and need to stop bleeding. But we'll get to that next week. The rules situation with cash, we can get to that later. Um, that was, I don't even want to talk about that, but we will. Yeah, I think uh, the only thing that I think's missed out there is that uh, Blake Snell goes down. Uh, loose bodies in his elbow. Oh, my God. Um, but that's huge news for the Red Sox. 
Um, I mean, they're one of their stiffest competitions for that wild card. They they lose, even though Snell's having a tough year. You you someone with that talent, you always picture him being able to turn it around at some point. Um, and yeah, I don't I don't know. I guess the Angels in the West, like we said, I mean, they're four games out of the wild card. They quote unquote sweep the freeway series for the first oh, time. Oh, I, I mean, I I like the Angels, but I'm not buying into that in the slightest. I will say Cleveland is coming for the Twins. Bieber had a great performance. They win. The Twins lose two of three to the Yankees. Uh, that can get interesting fast. And I yeah. think the Twins have felt rather comfortable all season. And if the Cleveland like does, if, if this division ever gets tied, that's such a momentum morale win for Cleveland. And the twins like you know they've been sitting pretty for a while thinking they got it and now it's oh no we're in the thick of it now yeah, and uh well i think uh, a, a guy that we'll be talking about next episode for something he did last night nelson cruz three yabos six in the last four games but that's a uh, again that will be next week um jim i kind of big news if, if you're a baseball fan we had kind of a big retirement um our one of your one of your favorite Yankees ever, Troy Tulowitzki. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, it's kind of a weird retirement because it was like every team wanted him for five hundred grand at the beginning at spring yeah. training. He signed with the Yankees, and I think he uh, had his spring training, played two or four games, whatever it was. Uh, gets hurt, makes his comeback in the spring training, gets hit by pitch, gets hurt again. By the time he's healthy, D.D. Gregorius is healthy. Yankees say, sorry, bud, we don't need you. Send him home. He has to figure out. And you think, like, at that point, I wonder if he even checked around the league because he had a lot of bitters at spring training. And uh, so that must have been a tough time to do I even ask around the league if I'm wanted. I'm guessing other teams would have bit. And then do I want to be this guy? And I think the answer is no. Did you hear he got a job? He's the assistant coach at Texas University now. Oh, nice. Yeah, he already they hired him as the assistant coach. Uh, so, hey, good, really, really great MLB career from Tulo. Was a premier player for what seven years? Yeah, I mean, I I just brought up a six a six year span, a five year span. Uh, where his per 162 was 35 home runs, 108 RBIs. And, like, I, I don't know. I think our generation is kind of blinded because we've gotten to see a lot of offense. But, like, you have to know in 2009, like, shortstops didn't do that stuff in baseball. <laughs> like, that that didn't happen. Like, remember, I mean, how big Jeter, Nomar, and A-Rod was originally? And all these old guys were like, this doesn't happen. Shortstops don't hit. And, uh... Troy Tulowitzki was kind of one of the next ones. I mean, he was, uh, and we're we're friendly with a popular Rockies podcast out here, BSN Rockies, um, and the uh, one one of their beat reporters. I mean, you should see him talk about Troy Tulowitzki. It's how a Yankee fan talks about Derek Jeter, and it's uh, such Tread such a talent. No, I'm I, Jim. I mean, put everything in a construct. If you're a Colorado Rockies fan, your team's been around for 25 years, and Troy Tulowitzki does what he does. It it's kind of how Yankee fans would view Jeter. I, I know that sounds a little blasphemous, but it's not. Um, the the guy was so talented, and I think 
I think what sucks and it gets ignored so much in sports is how much health is a factor. This guy's body literally quit on him. And I think what got us, Jimmy, is we're, we're very friendly with a lot of the Yankees beat writers. The beat writers kind of bought in, man. He, he looked good at spring training. Like, we, we gave a lot of the beat writers every opportunity to be like, EO, Troy Tulowitzki's not going to be a part of this team, right? And they're like, we wanted to think that, but he has been a big part of this team, and he looks good. And then his body just gave out on him one last time, and he goes out getting that Yankee home run that he always wanted. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's a longhorn now. Yeah, hook him, babe. It was weird that people bought in. I think they were just being friendly for paper, and we were not scared to be like, he's going to get hurt. This isn't going to work. I think they did what we people were did, saying yeah. we were mean. Yeah, I, I think the beat writers were doing what we were doing, but they got to saw, see him every day, and he looked good. So they were like, well, screw it. If Cashman believes it, <laughs> I guess we will. And, uh, yeah, we, we kind of were ahead of that one. I'll, I'll give ourselves a pat on the back. Stroman and Miner make their last starts potentially for their team. Stroman, Stroman, Stroman's, I, I like Stroman and dislike Stroman sometimes. He's, he's a lot. Yeah, you're in a weird place with Marcus. His, uh, his tweet, like second half savage. Dude, yeah. people know you're good. People know you're good. You don't need to tell people you're good when you're good. You know what I mean? Like that's what someone who's not good does. Right. Um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of stuff in play that I, but I like think the second could... half part is like, who wants me? I'm a second half. I don't know. It's just like, dude, people know you're good. Oh, Jim, I think I think part of this is like kind of agent driven and he wants to get the hell out of Toronto, <laughs> but he can't say that. So he says second half savage. So I do. I do get what you're saying. Like, it's corny if you have to tell yourself that. I think he's playing into it. He knows that he's a Yankees trade candidate, and if he says the word savage, that tweet is going to be like crack to people. I don't think it – see, I think that is just Yankee fans re- trying to I, – I think savage is a term before Boone called the Yankees savages, and it has nothing to do with egging Yankees on. I think I honestly think zero, and Yankee fans just love acting like everything's about them. I mean, yes, you're, you're right. Yankee fans love that. We didn't invent Marcus- the word savage. Marcus Stroman, also very on the pulse of baseball, as we've seen with Twitter. The Savage thing took over baseball for a weekend. Uh, he, he knew what word he was choosing. That's all I'll say. I disagree. I think it's just in everyone our age and his age vernacular. And Jimmy, more importantly, um, he, he twirled another good game. I think he's third in the AL at e- in ERA at this point, um, down to 296 on the season. Um, you see him coming off the man, mound. He was like, "This is our house. This is our yeah, fucking house." Yeah, that was pretty house. funny because it's like, it's like your last start ever there, dude. Yeah, this uh, this was your house. Seven innings pitched, one earned run, six Ks, a uh, hundred pitches, and a loss to Cleveland. <laughs> but well, he got uh, out. No, he got out. He got out dueled. Yeah, no, nobody really cares about that at this point. Mike Miner, Jim, has actually been limping a little bit. Um, it it's man, he's gonna he's the one that. I fully admit I have no idea what return Mike Miner gets. I could see a team saying, like, this guy's got a six war on the season. Let's pay out our butts. I could see a team being like, hey, we'll give you a prospect, but it's still Mike Miner. Um, and I, I know you lean towards the latter, but he, uh, he goes out in his last start 
and he does. Um, actually, no, it was, it was. Oh, I'm on the wrong screen. I I almost gave away one of my awards for later. Six innings that, pitch. That almost, six innings pitch. Four earned runs. Yeah, five five on the board. His his last three starts now. He is 18 innings pitched with a six ERA. So he. He uh, these last couple weeks oddly matter a little bit, and he hasn't helped out super much. I have no idea uh, what what Texas is going to get for him. Yeah, we'll see. We should see rather quickly. What was some other news I put on here? The Angels sweep the the freeway series. I think the freeway series is the lamest name for a series going. Why don't they just call Home it the Battle for Los Angeles? I could see you making fun of that too, to be completely honest. Battle of Great Battle for Greater LA. No, the Freeway series is so lame. Yeah, they took it from I mean what Baltimore and the Nationals. They do the Beltway. The Beltway. I mean they just and copy and paste. Also jobs. the subway series, I think, is what you would really get it from. Uh the su- Right, but we're we're going around the horn now. We're those just, things, I'm connecting dots. Those things are those things are unique to that area, the Beltway and the Subway. The freeway. Well, it's just LA odd. people love talking about traffic. <laughs> it's a terrible that's name, a, and they need to change it. That's a no-brainer. Um, Bad yeah, name. there, there was that. I Cindergard. Do you think Cindergard moves, Jim? Like, I, I feel like you and I are in this weird spot where we've heard the Mets talk so much, and it's just never happened. Well, the reports are that they're going to trade him now, and I kind of believe those reports. And this is very, very scary. If you're a Yankees fan, yeah, because the Mets do not trade with the Yankees, they could have Domingo Herman right now. Yeah, they they turned him down and took a, a lesser offer because they just don't want. To, that was back in 2017. I think either Jay Bruce or uh, Neil Walker. Um, they just don't like trading with the Yankees. They don't want to see him flourish. Did you see the latest quote? I don't. I didn't do a lot of research, but it was like the Mets are scared to trade. Syndergaard to analytics driven teams because they're scared he might flourish yes. there. And it's like, what yes. you yeah. can't, you're just admitting that like, Hey, we don't want to trade you because you're smarter than us. Yeah. It's tough to know where that quote's coming from. So that makes me a little skeptical. Yeah, I if agree. that's, if that's full on real life, like get out of here, the Mets. That's such a, that's such a terrible quote. I can't believe it's real. You can't say we're scared of trading our players because they will be better on other teams because they're better. Like, you just can't say those words. I don't think so, they said it. I don't know the, where the origin of that quote is. I think it got spun yeah. and twisted because that's so, that's so bad. So I, I maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like... I mean, gun to seems, your head. That seems you, like they didn't actually say that message. Gun to your head. Would you even have a Cindergard guess? No, but Minnesota's in dire need for pitching. If, like, Houston... If Houston gets Syndergaard, That'd it's, be a fucking, it's fucking a nuke. Then they have Verlander, yeah. Cole, Syndergaard, and they won't trade with the Yankees. Yeah. So if they do, then the Yankees are going to have to give up everyone. I don't think it's. I don't think he's going to the Yankees. So if Syndergaard's on the move, that's terrible news for Yankee fans. Unless yeah, he goes re- to the re- NL. Really interesting. The team that everyone's been talking about making a huge trade, the Rays, um, Snell goes down. They're uh, they're kind of doing some messed up. You wonder if maybe that pushes them into like a Cindergard trade. Which uh, man, that that'd be pretty nuts. But uh, I don't know. It's uh, I for me that's that's one I've I've got to like see it to believe it because I've just every trade deadline I feel like you and I have talked or you me and the internet have talked and it's like wow could what, imagine the haul they could get for Degrom. 
what what can they turn Wheeler into? And it's just never happened. So uh, Mets, prove me wrong. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of places in the NL that can land Syndergaard as well. Everyone would want Syndergaard. Yeah. And the Mets will mess it up. Should we, uh, Sean Mania maybe come back for the A's? Cool, the A's. That's big for them. I mean, if you're an A's fan, that's like Sebi coming back for us. I mean, that's that's huge. They had uh, the suspend the PED suspension. They have um, uh, like Fires is their best pitcher right now, along with um, I'm blanking on his name. Been around forever. Had some terrible years. Was on the Cubs for a little bit. Fun guy. Fun guy. Blanking on his name. But he's been pretty good for them as well. But uh, yeah, if Mania come back, he's he's struggling in AAA right now. But who cares about that? As long as he's healthy, get him up there. And uh, that's exciting news for the A's fans. Yeah, I, I, it's it's getting an arm. I mean, he's, his career RA is three nine four. I, I want to compare it to what the Yanks are hoping with with Seve, but it, it'd be nice to get him. Dude, he's. I mean, I mean, his career RA isn't that tilted. Like, isn't of recent? Hasn't he been like fantastic? Oh, uh, he had a three five nine last year. He was good. I think the no hitter just jumps out in our head. His ERA plus was one sixteen. He he's a good arm to have, especially for the Oakland team. Because you're you're right. I mean, you say Mike Fires and the guy from the Cubs, we can't even think of right now. Um, it's Piss, nice, but uh, pissing me off. I can't think of him. Pissing. You me. want you want me to tell you, or you want to keep guessing, or what? I mean, I can just find out. Do you ha- do you have his name? Brett Anderson. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Jim, I cool. think I'm ready for your standout performance if you're ready. You want to move on? Okay, hold on real I quick. I think so. Um, we got Imagine Madden in here who's in the chat. This is why I, I want it to be Patreon-only chat. Um, I I'm, I don't know why I did that. We read the chat. We're not going to talk. I hate myself. Closing it out. Wow. Okay. That's, why I, want it, that's why I want it to be Patreon-only chat, so it's only people... Who know right. the show, enjoy the show, and I don't get distracted right. by nonsense. And I, I just got distracted by it. So let's go to my standout performance. Standout P. <coughs> my standout performance end. You don't want to do this because you think people are going to come at my neck, Jake, but it is worthy. It's D.D. Gregorius in this twin series. Five for five. Guys, game two. D.D. Gregorius. He had Tommy John to start the year. He's coming back. He just got like 100 at-bats. He'd been slumping. It's like, when's it going to happen? Five for five with seven RBIs. I don't care what team he plays for. Uh, that is a standout performance. Five for five with seven RBIs, two doubles, a home run. And he mixed a walk-in as well and then had a game-saving stop on a ball up the middle over the bag. Almost turned it into a double play, but did save the game with a stop fantastic game from Didi. Unfortunately, he was not the hero of this game. It was Aaron Hicks who had the ninth inning home run and then the game-saving catch. But on the whole, just looking at numbers, five for five, seven RBIs, the best way to put it. In the series, he only played two games. He had eight hits and 10 RBIs, and David Cohn on the broadcast put it the best way and said he just had a month's worth of RBIs in two games. My so, God, this freaking John boy couldn't be more of a freaking homer. Picking Gregorius as his, as his freaking standout performance. He wasn't even the best player on the Yanks that day, kid. Um, no, Why Didi, would a New uh, York fan be mad about me about being biased? 
Didi, that was a weird mix of Boston, Rhode Island, Maine, and New York, and their families got together, and they all had one voice. Um, no, Didi <laughs> was awesome that day. Um, Aaron Hicks got the love. He hits the, the homer to go at to go ahead two outs in the ninth and he makes the game saving catch but Didi hits a huge three-run homer in that game early on that if he doesn't hit that the Yankees probably end up just completely punting that game um he was awesome when when Didi's locked in he is one of the more fun players in the sport to watch yeah nice swing it's not it's not a smooth swing but I like watching it yeah it's kind of a like a hacky like it's very straight to the ball drops the barrel on it yeah um, speaks five languages. Yeah. One time he fixed a belt in the dugout. That was cool. He's on Instagram. Um, all right, Jim. Uh, frickin', oh my God, you frickin' homa. What's your standout performance? You don't even have the name oh. in here. Oh my God, you frickin' homa. Um, Jimmy, my standout performance is what do you know, Robbie Cano? It's just, it's just a goddamn New York podcast at this point. Jimmy, Bobby Cano, A, Still might have the sweetest swing in baseball at age 36. And Jim, we, we, I think it's funny that last episode we said there like wasn't huge hitting games. This week there were so many huge hitting games. Robbie Cano, three homers in one day, four for four, five RBIs, four runs. And Jimmy, it's, uh, he was having a tough year for the Mets, and that whole trade before the season got kind of got the Mets crucified it was what are they doing Cano's dead money blah 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 um and he had a really tough start to this season with injuries it would it's great for baseball when Bobby Cano is playing good ball because that sweet swing is awesome um so hopefully he kind of gets it going for the second half because his numbers are kind of tough and Jimmy I I don't I we don't have to do this full I don't know 3 p.m sports talk radio conversation but I mean, there's a good chance Robbie Cano is a Hall of Famer, and I, oh, I think... I let's save that for any other time. Oh, yeah. We're, we're not doing it. That's literally what I just told you. Um, Jim, the, what I do want to talk about is, well, never mind the fact that he's seventh in Jaws projection and everyone above him at second base is a Hall of Fame, but we're saving that for another time. I have is, no idea Jim, what Jaws I is. Want, I want him to have the Albert Pujols effect that we just talked about. Right now, Robert, Bobby Cano is kind of in this lull that people look at him and they're like, he can barely play second base. He's getting He's paid way too much. I want it to be, I think two years from now, Bobby Cano gets in the right situation and puts a couple games together and it's like, damn, we still get to see him do it, man. This is awesome. So that's what I want. I, I like that. We did talk about that with Pujols where he's going through this. Yeah. You get two years of like, man, you're old and slow and you, you're getting way too much money. And then you get into like you get like into this grandfather time and you're like, wow, it's just so fun to see him still playing. Can you believe he's still doing it? The problem is Poulos endeared himself to the MLB and Cano never had that star no. quality, <laughs> which was so weird because the skills there and he should have been like he's never been able to be a marquee name. And like the Yankees, he was a, he was a he was a rookie home run derby winner, World Series winner, like on the Yankees. Yeah, and he's just never been able to have star power, and I don't know why. No, it is. It's I. I think the comparison, and it, again, a lot of you talking baseball people are new to my brain, but this is how it operates. I think like every family has a relative that you're just like they're cool. You like that relative, and at the holidays, 
they have like a couple relatives they don't get along with and they just can't get through the day. And it's like, just, just give them love for two hours and everything's fine and they just can't do it. And that's kind of Robbie Cano with baseball. Like he just, he never gave that little extra that made him super endearing. Um, and here we are. Here we are. Speaking of not being endearing, time to update our slump watch. <laughs> I have an interesting one for you. So if you don't know, we put guys on slump watch, and it's up to them to take them off. So currently, we have five guys on slump watch, Jake. Yeah. Right? The first one is a super interesting decision that I'm going to ask you about. Pete Alonso has been on slump watch because he's got he had, since the break, he had four hits, three of them are home runs, but only four hits. Right. So we said it was a lingering slump watch, right, last time? Um, Jake, he goes one for six, right, versus the Padres? But he had six walks. They didn't yeah. pitch to him. Jim, I, I don't think you're going to be happy with this, but I have him off slump watch, Yeah, man. no, I'm with you. I'm taking him off. Like, they, they're not pitching to him. That's not his fault. And Your on-base percentage for a series is over 500. Yeah. We can't leave you on slump yeah, watch. Yeah, I think, I think he's off slump watch. I agree with you, but it was just kind of like... But I he normally... Didn't, he didn't hit his way off slump watch. If someone... Normally, if someone gets off slump watch, I want to clap for them. I can't clap for Pete. Yeah, it's kind of like you got yeah. like you got sympathy off. Whatever. The next one is the Colorado Rockies have been on slump nope. watch. They just lost three out of four to uh, the yeah. Nationals. They are still on slump watch. They have to win a series to come off slump watch. Is that the deal? I think so. Yeah. Okay, I like yeah. it. Uh, or they like lose game one but win the next two, maybe. Well, that would be, be winning, winning a series. series. Yeah. yeah, so that's dumb yeah. brain. Uh, <laughs> Agreed. Jordan, Zim Jordan Zimmerman, here's another interesting one, Jake. He had gone seven earned runs, seven earned runs, six earned runs in this month. He has an outing this series, 4.1 innings pitched, eight hits, four earned runs, two home runs. I don't think this gets him off slump watch, but it gets him uh, one notch closer to being off slump watch. Yeah, if there if there was a couple caveats in there, I'd consider it, Jim. But eight hits, you're giving up two hits an inning? No, you're on slump watch, dude. All right, Zimmerman stays. Lucas Duda, Lucas yeah. Duda, what did he do, Jake? He um, did he even play? You had DNP on there. Did he hurt in oblique, or was that some? Is that, that the Bruce. guy that that was Bruce? Jay Bruce and so Lucas who did Duda the Royals the play? Person. The Royals played Cleveland. Uh, the Royals played the two games with the Braves, so maybe he sat both of those. Oh, okay. So, okay. So he sat. He played one of those games. He okay. had one at bat and one home run. He's off. I think that gets him off, right? Was it a pinch hit home run? I think I'm clapping for Lucas. Proud of you, dude. Pinch hit home run. That's off slump watch. That's impressive. he feels like someone that should be traded, right? I have no idea. Like it, if you're the Giants, you trade a 16-year-old for him and just see if you could get him hot for a month? Yeah, it's not a bad strategy. Jan okay. Gomes was on slump watch, Jake. So happy for Jan. He rocketed off. He went four for six with a home run and two RBIs in his two games played. He is off slump watch. He's trying to go, he was trying to go slump watch to Enfuego, but you're yeah. not on there, Jan. Chill out. Chill out, Jan. And then uh, you say Kikuchi, he's on slump watch, but he did not pitch. So uh, 
Okay, so those are the those are the carryovers. Here are some new additions. We got a dude. We got a lot. A lot of people went over. Yeah, I don't. I don't know because now that we're having the rollover effect, we might have to fill. Maybe you and I get a new pick each week. One or two picks each. Okay. Well, anyway, here, that's well, four. I mean, we could, we could end up rolling into a lot of people, but we'll see where we land. Okay. Um. Here. Hmm. Well, I'm just gonna narrow mine down to two. I'm going Jonathan Villar. Okay. O for fifteen this series with seven Ks. Yeah, that's bad. He's actually he he's written down on Slump Watch twice because I missed that you wrote him down. So that means you're on Slump Watch, Jonathan. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The other one now I have uh, Luis Urias. Is that how you say it on here? Right. But yeah. he he's not really on Slump Watch. He's a bad watch because he just got called up. Like he's never been right. good, so it can't be a slump. But since being called up, he's three for forty. It's terrible with the one hundred slugging he's not on slump yeah. watch i'm taking if i only get two the other one that i'm putting on here is chris davis uh because only oh for nine jake right eight k's right and we when chris davis goes cold he goes cold oh so cold and jim the more fun part because my first pick for slump watch is chris davis with a k um because he went one for 15. He's currently, and if you're on 247 watch for Chris Davis's batting average, he's down to 225 this year. So I think both Chris Davises should be on it. And, uh, Jim, I, I was thinking about Oda Rizzi, uh, but he's had such a good year. I can leave him off for now and put Homer Bailey because he shows up for the A's. They get their trade piece, and he goes two innings pitch, nine earned runs. <laughs> so well, welcome, welcome to Oakland, Homer. That sucks. That's tough. That's a tough break. That's not how you endear yourself to fans. No. So both Chris Davis is on slump watch. Wow. I, I think that they'll come off cool rather quickly. I'm rooting for him. Rooting for him. Next. Are we, would we ever root for someone to stay on slump watch? I'm trying to picture the situation. When Chris Davis was like, oh, for 60. Right. I was kind of ruined for that. Like, how, how, how far can we get down this overhaul? Right. And then, Let's once, dig the then hole. once he got the hit, I was rooting for him to have a great season. And that's, right. that's I've been saying that from the jump. Yeah. Right. Okay. Next up, in Fuego. They're nasties in Fuego. Who you got, Jimmer? I got two Cardinals. Paul Goldsmith, wow. six, six for 16 in his four games with a home run in each game, Jake. Four games. Make the. Co- Four home runs with a one dot five six nine OPS in the series, just incredible. And um, did you take the other guy? I had him on. No. Here. Oh no. I had uh got deleted somehow. His teammate, the young. Oh, Paulie was on there. Yeah, I I I, I didn't see him on there. Yeah, he make ha- make the Cardinals sexy again, baby. Make give the Cardinals pizzazz. Yeah. The other one that I want to talk about, then I'll turn it over to you, is uh. Cole Calhoun. Yeah. Football name. Two games versus the Dodgers. The perfectly named freeway series. Three hits in each game, Jake. Two home runs and four doubles. Those were six hits. Two home runs and four doubles. And the game-saving assist in that game uh, in the ninth inning, tying run, trying to score. He guns him down to end the game. 
that was the same day as the Hicks game-saving catch. It was like one of the best days for baseball this season. Trout yeah. also gunned a guy down earlier in that game. So don't run on the Angels. Cole Calhoun in fuego. Jim, I am having a, uh, a renaissance on Cole Calhoun. I thought you didn't like him. So I didn't like Cole Calhoun. And why that was was because he was always he's been the guy with Trout like throughout all of this. And it's just, it's kind of my, like, why hasn't Mike Trout gotten more help? So I was more mad at that concept than Cole Calhoun, because he's actually pretty solid. Jim, he's the Angels' Brett Gardner. Oh, I, I like Calhoun. He's, he's intense and good defender. Their stats are eerily similar. He's a quality defender. He just, I, I was punishing him for not, giving Mike Trout more help, which is unfair to Cole Calhoun. So I am on Team Cole Calhoun. And again, if you guys are listening, Cole Calhoun was actually tweeted at us for En Fuego. So don't be shy to reach out because you need might help. get him. You, we every, we everyone, need help. Everyone can be a researcher for this show. I promise you. This is my promise to every listener. I will not watch every game. <laughs> <laughs> that is from my heart of hearts. I will not watch every baseball It's game. impossible. It's like 30 hours of baseball uh, in 24 hours a day. It's impossible. So tweet at us, at John Boy. You, well, you know that by now, underscore, and uh, uh, at Talking Jake. Give, give, us, give us anything that jumps out. Um, J- Jim, we had Eugenio Suarez on here from your Reds. He's raking uh, 571, 667, one dot. 286 slugging, um, hello, uh, three home runs. Shane Bieber, better watch out for Saliner. He goes complete game shutout, Jimmy Duets. Ivan, Wait, no hold fun. on, hold on. Did you see Shane Bieber's line? Did you see what I put in here? The first I did six. See, and I should say, my, my sister got mad at me, Jim. She's been listening. I, I have to be better with saying the teams. Shane Bieber on your Cleveland Indians, if yes. you don't know that. Yes. All-star hey, game Renee. MVP. Renee. Hey, Th- Renee. No, thank you very much, because that's been my, uh, my thing with Jake as well. Well, it's been my thing with you as well. I just yeah. don't yell at you on the air about it. Shane, so, Shane Bieber um, from the Indians, he goes complete game shutout, 10 Ks, but what I'm impressed with is eight of the nine innings were one, two, three innings. One of them was a single and then a double play ball, but still faced the minimum. And then in one inning, he got into a little bit of a jam in the seventh, I believe. Got out of it. But eight, one, two, three innings for Shane Bieber in this game outdueled Marcus Stroman, who was screaming, this is our house. And Bieber's like, I'm the Canadian hero. And everyone knows that. Yeah. No, this uh, this isn't your house, sir. Um, yeah, and Jim, how about your old friend, Ivan Nova on the Chicago White Sox this year? Not having a great year, but he gives us a good start. He gives us the old complete game four hits. One earned run, first complete game since April of 27 beans. And Jim, I threw Trevor Bauer on here uh, again from the Cleveland Indians, a couple starting pitchers. I think it's funny that people are still talking on him about the trade block because that makes zero sense. 7.2, zero earned runs. Jim, in his last four, 27.1 innings, 39 strikeouts, a 2-3 ERA. And Jim, you're going to like this. In all four of those starts, he's thrown 114 or more pitches. That's cool. That's so a little little bit of a throwback for the weird guy. Yeah. Can, uh, can I take a moment to just kind Please. of any baseball fan to just say, like, 
we as a baseball fan start using critical thinking because the sports writers don't want you to have a brain. That's their that's their strategy. I'm going to go find brainless readers. I said this all off season. Why would the Indians trade Kluber? Yeah. As soon as they said he's available, I said, there's no way he's available. Let's think critically about this. Are the Indians trying to win? Yes. Does Kluber help them win? Yes. Okay, not being traded. Trevor Bauer. There's still people saying the Indians are going to trade Bauer, Jake. There's still writers trying to make people think this will happen. Is Trevor Bauer really good? Yes. Are the Indians two games out of their own division and in the wild card hunt? Yes. Why would they trade him? Let's do some critical thinking here. Does A plus B equal C? No. So don't tweet at me and ask me if they, if you, I think the Yanks are going to get Bauer. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, after that passionate and well said speech, I mean, I hope they do now, just so there's eggs on egg on your face. But I'll take no, it. it. I'll, I'll take it and be like, wow. Wow, and and what I'll say to you is, I they do have a little bit of money stuff going on. I I think in the I think this off season is the off season that they they move some parts if they don't get the title or if they do get the title. Um, so I think that's when the shuffle actually has to happen. Um, but yeah, you're uh you're you're absolutely right. But always rooting for egg on yeah. that red face. And I guess here. I kind of just got a little mad. And now let's talk about who got mad. You did get a little mad, and let's talk about it, Jim. Yeah, I got a little mad because people constantly ask me if I think like Bauer is going to get traded. I'm like, why? It makes any sense? Use your brain, movies. Who uh, who who got mad on the on the field this week? Jim? So many people got mad. Bellinger got mad at the ump. He got ejected. Was like, it's this far outside. Kept yelling at him. They were bad pitches. Um, Rizzo got mad at the ump. I, I have the breakdown ready to go on this one, but I haven't dove into it, so I, I'm not positive. I think it was just balls and strikes again. Rizzo doesn't get mad that often. Todd Frazier and Didi Gregorius, Jake, this is a little different. They got mad at tweets. Yes. Did you see this? Yes. So the MLB tried to hot quote Didi. Didi had a full quote and was like, he said a bunch of nice things about the Red Sox and then said, you know, when we play the Red Sox, I want a chance to bury him. Like, that's our goal. Right. They took just one part of the quote, MLB. They have yep. now deleted it. They have deleted it because Didi responded, I mean, you should hear both sides. Don't cut the pieces out and make me look like I'm a bad person. I play this game because I love it. So he got a little mad at the MLB media, which makes me laugh because MLB media is so bad. And they think that, like, hot takes are the way to go about it right or not hot takes like clickbait fake article captions the other one was todd frazier got mad at a beat reporter (laughs) this one's kind of funny i couldn't really figure it out beat reporter goes um uh, i don't have the full thing something in in four let me find the full thing todd frazier's not not afraid to mix it up jake no i want to hear your opinion on this one jersey guy jersey guy um, he tweets a lot. So, uh, so Anthony Tacomo said a nice game today for trade candidate, Todd Frazier, who has reached base in all four of his plate appearances, two walks, a single and a two run double and zero strikeouts for just the fourth time in 16 games in the starting lineup this month. So I don't know what Todd's I think Todd's mad about like 
because there was a dig there like he strikes out a lot at the end. Otherwise, and Todd said, another useless stat by you. (laughs) What (laughs) What else is new? I actually did strike out too. So get your calculator out and give the fans the percentages that they really don't care about. Keep up the good work, though. So I like Todd Frazier because when he was with the Yankees, his he had a low batting average, and uh, someone asked him. He was like playing really well for the Yankees, but he had a low batting yeah. average. And one, I forget what the reporter was like. Uh, what are you trying to get the numbers up? And he was like, you, "You talking about batting average? We don't really care about that at all. Uh, no one really cares about that." And yeah. there's some people that can't figure that out yet. Because no. they think that if you don't care about batting average, that means you don't care about contact hitting, and that is not equal the same. Like Contact right. hitting is important. Having good at-bats is important. Um, being home run or bust is bad, but batting average is a terrible evaluator. So Todd's not afraid to like let people know, like, we don't care about this. Yeah. Quit tweeting we- out to your people thinking they care. It's not 1971. Like, we yeah. don't. We don't care if you strike out and aren't hitting two two seventy, but yeah. uh, that's pretty good. I, uh, Jim, I'm just gonna tell it quick because I I meant we mentioned Todd Frazier's a Jersey guy. We're not gonna do the whole Todd Frazier Jersey thing. I got jerseyed so hard the last time I was in Jersey. You and I got breakfast together with your family. They had coffee there, and I got all excited, and I said. I didn't know what to get, so I saw one of your siblings had a latte. So I was like, oh, can I get a latte? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, do you guys have flavors? They said yes. And just not thinking, because one of my local places has a really good lavender latte, I go, ooh, do you have lavender? And she goes, lavender latte? I got jerseyed so hard. She yeah. she, she shat on me. She embarrassed She you. shat on me. So yeah. Todd Todd brought that to the reporter. Yeah, uh, Kyle Freeland got ejected after having a great outing. He was in yelling in the dugout about uh, his teammate getting a low strike call. He got ejected. I want to do a breakdown on that because you can hear what they're saying pretty good. Rocco Baldelli and the Twins hitting coach nice. both got ejected in the game of the year. They got mad. Uh, Cattell Marte yeah. and Kevin Pillar got ejected. They got mad at bad strike calls. There was a lot. There was a lot. It's a lot of ejections. A lot, a lot of, people of people got, got mad. mad. And then the whole Cora Cash situation that I did a breakdown on that got a decent amount of attention because I, I tried to make the graphics explain it as easy as I could. I don't know if you've seen that yet, Jake, but yeah. maybe the maybe the sourest mood I've been in while making a breakdown ever. Yeah. Cora, you, uh, Cora I, and Angel Hernandez were so dumb. If you don't know what happened, uh, Cash and the Rays made a, a, a switch where they wanted the pitcher to face the first batter, not face the second batter, but face the third so they put the pitcher at first base, which automatically, when you put a pitcher into the field, you automatically lose your DH and the pitcher goes into that spot, right? Right. So the confusion was Angel Hernandez didn't tell that to Cora, right? Um, so he didn't like change it on their, the, the ump and Cora's lineup cards, but right. it's automatic. It's not a move right. where you have, like, sometimes the lineups, if you accidentally write the wrong name, then you have to play that out. The Rays actually right. did that. They accidentally wrote the pitcher's name in the starting lineup. He had to be the first hitter. 
So that can happen. This is not one of those moves. This is automatic. It doesn't matter if the scorecard's wrong. It just, that's what happens. And Cora yeah. and Angel Hernandez both like didn't know that. And they're like, oh, shit, since we didn't write this down, maybe it's not allowed. And they got all confused. And it was like they spent 20 minutes trying to figure it out. Angel Hernandez called the league office, Jake. Do you guys know yeah. what's going on? They're like, oh, you're the fucking crew chief. You yeah. should know what's going on. And then Cora was so confused. It was so dumb, so dumb. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, that was, that was tough, and I I hated that that was like a highlight for baseball because baseball needs less of those. Well, highlights. We had such good games, and then it was I like, know. and then we spent twenty minutes, and the pitcher had to just sit there. It was terrible, but anyway. And, and Jimmy, if you're uh, unless he's facing your team this year, I, I think the other guy you mentioned briefly there, root for Kyle Freeland, man. He was so fun last year. So gutsy, so competitive. He was awful this year, got sent down. He's back up, and he had his first good start of the season. Well, he, he had a couple good ones early. but Yeah, um, so Rocky's pitcher who grew up in Colorado. I wonder how much yeah. they want to scout people that grow up pitching in that air. I, I think there's something to it, and I, I think there's, yeah. I, I mean, you're used to that. Yeah. Um, uh, Gossman. So root for Kyle Freeland. Gossman's a Colorado pitcher, grew up in Colorado as well. Kevin. Yep. Uh, he's been good, though. That was a really good outing for him. Six innings pitch, zero earned runs. Uh, they lost because the Nationals, the Rockies didn't score a single run, but good outing for yep. Freeland. We are skipping walk-off watch today because last week we skipped call-up watch. Yeah. So I'm going to just skip walk-offs. There's so much action anyway, and we're going to go straight to call-up watch, Jake, because we missed some debuts yesterday or last last episode, and there was a lot, and there's some interesting tidbits here I wanted to share with you. I, I yeah. love I love uh, debuts and what people do in their debuts and just like kind of magnifying it for the moment. doesn't mean anything in the, lo- in the long run at all. Yeah. The Padres called up a guy, uh, Adrian Morjan, which I'm sure that's not how it's pronounced. Morihon, yep. Morihon. From Havana, Cuba, he is now the youngest player in the National League. And San Diego Padres, this is what I found interesting, they have the three youngest players in the National League. Padres have all three of them in Morihon, Munoz, and Tatis. Munoz and Tatis. Three Three youngest players in the NL, all in the Padres. Padres also called up another young dude, from Havana, Cuba. So two pitchers, Michael Baez and Adrian Morion from uh, Havana, Cuba. Adrian Morihon. Morihon. Uh, no <laughs> way I can we'll, say that name ever. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll try to get the jersey out of you on that one. Morihon. 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 Be powerful. He. Uh, imagine if I'm saying it wrong. Probably am. Um, but he's a uh, he's a guy that's. Uh, he was listed the number 49 prospect by Major League Baseball this year. Um, Jimmy, he uh, he's a lefty. He projects out really good in my nerdy baseball game I play, out of the park baseball. Um, and, Jim, I mean, you're, you're kind of all around it. The Padres have this young core. There's more guys coming. Um, I even heard rumors that they were thinking about adding Matthew Boyd just to, like, add him to their young core, which I thought that was funny. Um and who knows the Padres, but uh, yeah, they they've got all these young guys. Uh, welcome to the show, Adrian. Yeah, there are some other ones as well. Jake, um, Connor Menez debuted for the San Francisco Giants in the middle of this run last time versus the Mets, 
and had five innings pitched, two earned runs, pretty good. Zach Green also made a debut for the Giants. None of these are big stars, but this dude, Zach Green, went two for three with a double in his first uh, at-bat or single in his first at-bat and double in his second at-bat. That's kind of a a good way to start. Uh, Not a good way to start, Jake. This dude, Josh Stamont, Stalmont, Josh Stalmont. Let's go Stalmont, yeah, for the Royals. For the Royals. Uh, So he, he gets called up. Makes his debut as a defensive replay. No, no, this is a starting pitcher. That's not how it, oh, I, Fuck, I fucked this up. Oh, whoops. Tim, Tim Lopes. So I wanted to say Zach Green in his first at-bat single and his second at-bat double for the Giants. Tim Lopes, defensive replacement for, for the Mariners. He is a defensive replacement in his first game, no at-bats. In his second game, he gets the start. In his first ever at-bat, he walks on a 3-1 pitch, which disappoints me fully because i think all hitters on their first at bat ever should just swing for the fences you only get one chance to hit a home run in your first ever big league at bat i would do it every time and then reset next in his next at bat he gets hit by a pitch so (laughs) oh for oh with a hit for pitch in his first two big league at bats but on base both times scored a run both times i believe as well yeah i'm i'm on base i'm dancing yeah Um, what a beginning that is so <laughs> congratulations to Tim Lopes. You mentioned Josh Stalmont. He made his debut for the Royals pitching. Uh, Michael Baez, you mentioned him for the Padres. And I think the only guy we left out was Cody Stashik, who actually he had a really nice showing against the Yankees. Jimmy was coming out and twirling a really nice slider um, when they they need anyone was looking to get outs that series. He, and he's his, uh, yeah. His parents out. were doing fun parent stuff in the stands. He struck out Aaron Judge and Edwin Encarnacion in his first ever game. So that's kind of marquee names to put on the list. Josh Stalman, he comes in, Jake, his debut, 11th inning tie game. Yeah, that's tough. He got two outs. Then he allowed two hits. Then he gets out of it. The next inning, 12th inning tie game, fly ball. One out, double, okay, intentional walk to get the force, walks the next guy. Now he's got bases loaded, one out, gets out of it again. That's a fun debut. Yeah, that's... Uh, Threw him right <laughs> into the fire. Josh Stalman. You want to feel a lot of the emotions do that. Yeah, he ends up two innings pitch uh, with no earned runs, Jim, but a 2.5 whip. <laughs> So he uh, he let a couple guys on the pond, but hey, if they don't score, that's what it's all about, baby. Yeah, he was a second round pick uh, way back, so kind of a, a prospect for the uh, Royals, but way back on the way back, right into uh, the fire. You ready for awards, Jim? I think it's time for awards, babe. Awards. awards. Did I go first? Do you want to go first? I think you go first on Fridays. I think I go first on Mondays. So today is Friday, so I go first? Yes. I have the award that I'm giving out today is the Be Gone, You Vile Thing Award. Be Gone, You Vile Thing. Yeah, you got it. You've heard this one before. Oh, yeah. It's a classic award. You know who wins this award? Heisman Trophy, Stanley Cup. Be gone, you vile thing. Be gone, you vile thing. You know who Who's wins? getting it, Jim? Mustaches. Yeah. Around the league, mustaches had a 
terrible season or series. Danny Jansen. Danny Jansen on the Blue Jays comes up to bat with a mustache. I believe he went like 0 for 3 with the mustache. Shaves it off in the middle of the game, Jake. Yeah. One for two without it and in two RBIs after he shaved off the mustache. That's not all, folks. Glaber Torres for the Yankees this same weekend starts the game with the mustache, not doing great, shaves it, hits the go-ahead RBI in the 11th inning or 10th inning, whatever it was, that the runs that ended up winning the game after shaving off the mustache in the middle of the game. That's not all, folks. Yasiel Puig starts the game with the mustache. I don't know the numbers on this one. Shaves it in the middle of the game. Probably did better afterwards. A terrible, terrible series for mustaches across the MLB. But also, maybe a new strategy? Grow a mustache for the game if you get a hit? Hey, hey, mustache power. If you go 0 for 2, shave it off. You're guaranteed to do better second half of the game. I mean, I like it. We, we talk about making baseball fun. Guy makes an out, he sprints back to the dugout so one of his teammates could shave his mustache off. Every team has their mustache guy. Yeah, it's the, it's the trainer's second job now, just a, face, a barber at the end of the dugout. So I was, we are very endeared to the Yankees trainer, so obviously my brain jumped there. I like it if it's a teammate, too. Like, you, you get out, and every, like Albert Pujols is just waiting at the end of the bench, arms crossed, come here. Give me that mustache. Are you picturing shaving cream and a razor? Or are you picturing a, a, an electric one? Oh, shaving cream and a razor. Yeah. And that's okay, obvious. Just, just that's, <laughs> I know that's obvious. If you're bringing an electric shaver into the baseball dugout, kindly leave. Yeah. But if you have, you know, maybe even a, a hot blade and some, some uh, you know, a sharp blade and some shaving cream, I'm there for that as well. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Derek Dietrich is showing up to Cincinnati in a full barbershop outfit. And then it's not fun anymore. And then it's ruined. <laughs> then Dietrich, hey, hey, Derek. Dietrich ruins something else. Come on, come on the show, friend. Uh, that's a good award, Jim. Thank you, Jake. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm I'm changing my my awards name because it's it's going to be confusing anyways. But it was even more confusing, Jim. I'm doing the cup of coffee award. Okay. Cup of coffee award. Okay, what is it? It's going to Mike Leak up in Seattle. Oh, drank too much they, coffee, took a leak. They know how to roast a good bean up there. That's like my third Seattle coffee reference this episode, so um, thank you, Seattle. Jim, we talk a lot about, and, and you mentioned this. This was kind of your mental warp thing you went into before. Trevor Bauer was not getting traded unless the Indians had a horrific season. Madison Bumgarner, we didn't think he was going to get traded when the Giants were doing bad. Now that they're good, he, how much Madison Bumgarner trade talk have you personally seen over the last a year? Three years. Three years. Last and it's just, and here years. we are, and it's not going to happen. Jim, you know who should be traded, and I think he very much will be traded, and it'll be interesting to see what he does. It's Mike Leake, man. Um, my guy has been really consistent over the last uh, couple years now, from 2017 through 2019. 
Um, I mean, he went 392-436. He's just got a 417 ERA. It's nothing super flashy. 503 innings. He's going to go out there, and he's going to twirl it, and he's going to give you a chance most days. And, Jim, these weeks matter just a little bit more. And when teams are going around and calling on the phone, two starts ago, nine innings pitched, the one hitter. We talked about that on the last Talking Baseball. He goes out this week versus Texas, seven innings pitch, three earned runs, seven Ks. Uh, you and I both know that the Yankee fans would, would pray and, and sacrifice things to the gods to get that kind of start. He's got his one blow-up start before that. He's got another 7.20 earned runs before that one. So Mike Leak is going to get his cup of coffee with another team outside of Seattle. Um, and he's actually, the Cardinals are eating some of his contracts, so it's actually, I think it's like 11 mil to whatever team gets him, and they would get him for next year. So I think, like, when we have fun talking trades, because it's guys that are actually going to be traded, Mike Leak is going to be on the move, and uh, kind of what you were saying about the Texas Rangers before, maybe we'll be seeing him in the postseason somewhere. Maybe. He seems more of like that, that second pitcher you trade for to eat innings. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, it, it's there's nothing flashy about it, but he's gonna make every start. He's he's not gonna keep you out of a lot of games. He's gonna have a four ERA. He's he's not like if Houston can't get a guy like Noah Syndergaard, which we mentioned would be the nuke. Someone like Mike Leak would be huge for them, just to be another guy to give them innings. If Syndergaard's on the move, and you and Houston's in play, that's the scariest situation. That's so yeah. Scary. I mean, that's uh, think. Things are starting to be decided if Houston were to do that. Yep. All right. We're moving on to the last and final segment of the show. Thank you for everyone that's here. Time for elevator talk. Going up. Two minutes on the clock after we spin a wheel and whatever team it lands on, we're going to go dig around the interwebs and we're going to tell this you. Is, this is the first time we've been rooting for a team in elevator talk. Talk. Who are you rooting for? The Cardinals. Okay, yeah. So we're going to spin the wheel, whoever it lands on. We're going to give you enough fodder that you can have a conversation about that team in an elevator if a guy walks in wearing their hat. It's spinning, it's spinning, it's spinning. The wheel is spinning. New York Mets, Jake. Wow. Uh, do we want so it? We ta- we ta- yeah, run it. We talked about Syndergaard yeah. a lot. Uh, if you're yeah. really outside the Mets, what Met fans like talking about is the ineptitude of their ownership. They, right. uh, it's just from top to bottom. It's terrible. They hired an agent as their GM. They right. never, Brody they ben hired Magnet. someone who'd never been a GM before, or even an assistant GM, or even worked yeah. on that side of the table when it came to baseball negotiations or building rosters or anything. Just, they hired a guy to run their organization that has zero, zero experience and he's a fast-talking, greasy-haired car salesman who opened the season with, we have the best team in the NL. They're going to have to come and get us. Uh, halfway through, he looked at the reporters and said, well, they got us. So that's real. That's all real. Those were exact quotes. His name is Brody Van Wagenen. We call him Brody Van GM here. Um, they have a manager who everyone hates, uh, Callaway. Is uh, it's kind of just the Mets are the Mets. Jake, do you have any real stats instead of just like storylines of ineptitude? Whoa, uh, John Boy bringing the hammer out. Uh, yeah, I think I think what I would go with is like, I think you'd keep it light and you'd be like, dude, I hate the Will Ponds. When are they firing Callaway? So I think you're all over that. Um, 
and then you spin it to the baseball and you say, you know what? I've I've really liked Jeff McNeil this year, man. He's hitting 341, a 402 on base percentage, and 909 OPS. He's he looks just like a really solid ball player. Um, Conforto kind of starting to turn things around. It would be good to get him back. And Pete Alonso, you drop the you drop the home run derby line, and then you say, hey, he's been struggling a little bit. But I think I I just heard on talking baseball he just got off slump watch. Yep, and their strength of schedule is rather weak, Jake. So they just won a series versus the Padres. Three versus Pittsburgh, who are now dwellers in their division. They can give you a game, but dwellers. Chicago White Sox, they're going to start. Uh, they're, they're out of it, so we'll see like what kind of competitive compete they come with. Then Pittsburgh again, then four games versus the Marlins. That's 13 games against teams that, if you're real, you beat. I don't think any of it matters for the Mets. I think they should be sellers. The real conversation is where do you think Syndergaard's going? What do you think they're going to get in return for him if you really if you want to have a real conversation that pertains to today? Hey, you know, I, I guess I, I'm I'm the good cop for this Mets talk. DeGrom is back at it, Jim. 286 ERA, 163 strikeouts and 129 innings. He got off to kind of a slower start. He's back. Um, so that's that's good news. And Jim, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out one out. Uh, maybe maybe my parting lines for the episode again tweeted us at john boy at talking jake um we can't watch every game i promise you i won't can a mets fan tell me what's up with jd davis is he good i don't know i don't know he he doesn't seem to have a position sometimes it seems like he has these huge games hittings his hitting stats are kind of nice mets fan you are more than welcome tell me what i need to know about jd davis yeah And if you're like, hey, well, you're saying the Mets have good pitching and the Mets have pretty good hitters and McNeil and Alonzo and Cano just had a good game. Not having a great season at all, though. Um, The Mets problem is they have the worst bullpen ever configured. Yeah, it's uh, it's sad. (laughs) Like it actually made me sad that that's happening. Yeah, it's like you have a nice, beautiful, delicious meal. Greatest meal you've had. They bring out dessert and it's a live rat. You're like, well, this ruins everything. I just wish you didn't put the live rat on my dessert. Yeah. Can anything would have been better. And that's talking baseball. That's talking baseball. Thank you guys very much. We'll be back on Monday to recap the weekend series. Rate, subscribe, review, watch on YouTube. If you'd rather watch us, uh, if you want to be part of the live chat in the future, We usually do a lot of questions, a little after show, and uh, have some fun there when it's patrons only. Patreon.com slash John Boy Media. Thanks, and we're out. Talking baseball.